0: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
1: Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi and welcome to episode 40 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And are you someone who just feels ex- exhausted with the constant battle that you're experiencing with food in your body? Do you feel like you're always having to like think about food and your choices and feeling guilt or shame or not knowing really for sure the best thing to do? I know that can be quite an exhausting experience. And if you are someone that can identify with that kind of fatigue, then I think you're going to get a lot get a lot out of today's episode and the letter we have. Before we get to the letter, though, I want to say a special hello to those new listeners that may have found me from the Food Psych Podcast. Um, Christy Harrison is a dietitian, fellow non diet, weight neutral dietitian that I've gotten to know over the years, and she um, recently interviewed me on her podcast. And if you are Um, hearing me today for the first time because of her podcast. I wanted to say hello to you and thank you for joining us and connecting. And um, I would love to hear how you experience the show. If you haven't heard Food Psych yet and you listen to this podcast pretty regularly, I think you're going to really love Christy Harrison's work. She's a journalist and a dietitian, and she makes a fabulous podcast and is an excellent writer. So definitely check out her work. I will put... um, Connection to her work in the show notes for you to make it easy for you So anyway, let's go ahead and hear today's letter because again, I think you're really going to connect with it it's someone who's experiencing this kind of exhaustion from having to Find a way to recover from her eating disorder Even though that's really the only way that she's experienced food. So let's hear what the letter writer has to say Dear food I'm tired. I'm just so tired of fighting with you. From as early as I can remember, I watched my mother and older sister fight with you, and it seemed like a normal path for me to take as well. A lifetime of fighting against you has been so exhausting, physically, mentally, emotionally, especially mentally and emotionally. It's also so ironic to me that I fought you so fiercely all my life Because I truly love experimenting with you and creating delicious dishes for my family and friends. Being creative with you is almost like a form of therapy for me and brings me so much joy. Of course, I get that joy from watching others savor you. I can't enjoy those indulgences because you're my enemy. I'm so confused. How can you bring me so much joy and so much pain at the same time? There was a time not long ago that I felt like I had conquered you. I controlled you so well while intensely exercising and it made me feel so powerful. In my mind, I was the victor. I made my body shrink and love that I was finally being noticed, complimented, and desired after a lifetime of feeling invisible. I thought I controlled you, but that was a lie. You were still in my every thought. Thoughts of how to manipulate you so that I could keep that perfect body. I bought into the diet and fitness industry's brainwashing ideals of clean eating, no excuses, go big or go home, etc, etc, etc. I even became a coach with the intentions of helping to quote end the trend of obesity, end quote. But I was deceived. It was all just about marketing and money. I was fed up and had enough. It took me eight years to figure out that I hadn't conquered you. I hadn't conquered you because you were never the enemy. You have always just wanted to be my friend, and I see that now. I'm trying to allow our friendship to blossom. I'm trying to f- to stop doubting you, avoiding you, fighting you. It's so hard. Some days we're the best of buds, and other days I just want to hide from you and I hope that you won't find me. Tears fill my eyes as I write this letter to you because I genuinely want to be your friend. I'm just so tired of fighting with you. Sincerely, Tired of Fighting. Hey there, Tired of Fighting. I gotta tell you, I'm tired of fighting too. You sound exhausted. I hope you can take a seat just for the next few minutes and Mold over some of the solutions that we put out there and maybe some of them will stick for you Maybe there will be some that you find yourself interested in experimenting with and I do hope it helps to feel a little less exhausting because That's the thing i'm getting the most from your letter just how long you've been fighting and trying and trying, you know, and it's really just trying on every part of you I heard so many themes that I feel like stand out as important. And one is how stressful and all-consuming it can be to grow up in a family with a parent struggling with an eating disorder um, and or a sibling um, struggling with an eating disorder. It's not something that we hear a lot about in the media, but certainly research has been able to suggest so far that it can be stressful just like being around anyone else who has a chronic illness. So, um, I think that's a really important part of your experience and your story for you, letter writer. I also think something else to note is that you're trying, again, you're trying so hard to recover into this world that hasn't recovered yet from its own eating disorder. You know, you're not seeing um, normal eating, um, certainly normal eating in the way that. I want to describe it, you know, flexible, joyful, easygoing, according to hunger and fullness cues most of the time, kind of eating style. You're not seeing that at home and you weren't brought up around it, nor do you see that as a normal part of our culture. So no wonder it's exhausting. You know, you're constantly swimming upstream. And, you know, the other part of it is I gather that you're trying to keep up with some momentum, you know, There's a part of you that really understands that this is an important fight. This is the right thing to do. Um, You're totally worth it, but it's just hard to keep going. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and give a dietitian um, a call. Her name is Jose Zavinsky, and she's a dietitian that I have read her blogs now for a while. She has a fabulous blog that talks about all things Um, disordered eating recovery, non-diet nutrition and um, joyful type of movement. I really have enjoyed her blog. So I want to give her a call because I think she's going to have some insight for you. And I think she'll give you um, just some more things to mull over. So let's give her a call. Hello, Jose. This is Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm great, Julie. How are you? Great. It's great to talk to you, and I'm excited to talk to you about this letter. I know. I'm really excited too. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Well, what did you think? Like, what's your impression about what's going on with this person?
0: Wow. So my first impression was like I wanted to catch my breath because I thought that sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um. She really does seem like she flip-flops right between loving food using food as a creative tool and then feeling like food is the enemy right which i feel must be so exhausting so that was my first impression for mm-hmm. sure yeah you know i almost could
1: feel like an energy reading it coming from the page that was draining you know it was mm-hmm. um because there's so much exhaustion from the words you know she's trying so hard but yet there's this like push and pull constantly and you're right like that flip flop of like feeling this creative connection, but yet just feeling like this total hatred for food and what it's done to her life and all the like the mess basically and and um mental and emotional kind of complications she's experienced. Yeah. It's like, yeah, for me when I read it, it just was like, I wanted to give her a hug. And I also you know, I could feel the exhaustion just from reading it.
0: Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned this often on this podcast, but it's just, you know, I just felt like this person needed a really, really big dose of compassion for everything that she's gone through when it comes to food, because yeah, it just sounds extremely tiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, what do you feel like for her? Um, what are
1: some first things she should do to, you know, cause I totally am hearing how she just is wants something different, but she really doesn't know how to make any steps forward. What would you suggest?
0: Hmm. So, well, actually the one thing that I did notice is just how much awareness she actually has of her situation, right? She's able to describe exactly what she's been through and what she's going through now, which I think is the first step, right? I think she's already there. She has that, um, that curiosity about what she is experiencing when it comes to food. And so I think that, you know, she might not realize it, but she's come a long way already in acknowledging everything that food has put her through um, or, you know, everything she's allowed food to put her through and where she is now. So um, I think the first step for her might just be to acknowledge how far she's come already. Yeah, you know,
1: something that I thought was interesting about her letter was, she kind of glossed over what it was like to grow up with a parent and a sibling experiencing an eating disorder. Um, She mentioned it, but it was only like a really small part of it. And to me, that sounds like a really traumatic experience and something that would totally affect her relationship with food and be one of the reasons why she feels just so drained by it.
0: Um, Did you get the same impression? Absolutely. And I I definitely do feel that you know, the people that we grew up with, the people we're exposed to the most are really often some of the people who shape how we see food and ourselves, in our bodies the most, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it definitely sounds like she didn't necessarily get the best model when it comes to having a healthy relationship with food. So I definitely feel like um, that could be a huge factor. Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and
1: And, you know, I wonder, like, I, I don't know if where this person is in her life but it sounds like she's I guess a grown up I don't know what else to call her <laughs> yeah. but you know if she isn't you know family therapy or you know just kind of looking deeper into it would be really mm-hmm. helpful and I have to tell you something really funny really quick um so <laughs> so I'm recording this and it's like 4 in the afternoon and almost always um there's people on I'm recording it on a Tuesday, obviously. So, But uh, for those listening who are wondering when, um, I have people who come out and do like, uh, I don't know, maintenance on the yard at the, the building I'm at. And they always do it on Tuesdays around noon or one. And so that's why I purposely re- recording it later. And now they're right in front of my, my window right now. So if oh, no. listeners are hearing a lawnmower, it's because... They're they changed their schedule on me. <laughs> so uh, but I think there we'll be we okay. But whatever, it's something silly. But it mm-hmm. kind of is a nice metaphor for what this person is experiencing. You know, she's trying so hard to recover, but then life throws her some lawn maintenance or something. Yes, yeah because <laughs> her life way. happens. life <laughs> happens, and we just kind of got to go with it and hear the noise, but try our best to navigate around it. Um anyway, <laughs> I digress, but um <laughs> you mentioned something else that I feel like is so important that. I really want anyone who struggles with healing her relationship with food to really um, just like sit with is the, how important curiosity is about um, the situation a person's experiencing in the present or why, you know, why is this exhausting? Why is this so complicated? Why do I feel so creative around food, but yet I can't eat the same food I create? You know, um, mm-hmm. having that cu- curiosity with that awareness, I feel like is is implying like a, not a judgmental thing, but just more of a a leaned in kind of awareness, you know? And I feel like that's where so many people end up finding solutions is by that their own curiosity, not by anyone else like pointing it out. It's really just like leaning into it and listening. And it's like, almost like, voila,
0: (laughs) there's some solutions for you. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I find it pretty incredible the things that we can realize um, when we just stop and and uh, give ourselves permission, right. To be curious and, and to explore how we're feeling and our thought process. And yeah, often it's pretty incredible how the answers almost come to us, right. Without anyone having to tell us. So Mm -hmm. I definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: if, if instead of listening to the curiosity and, and any kind of non-judgmental kind of awareness, instead, if we were like, you know, thinking of all the shoulds or a diet, you know, then it cuts us off from really the answer. So I'm really glad that you pointed that out to her. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, what about, what about the next step? What are you thinking would be the next best step for her after that?
0: Oh, my goodness. That's really hard. I mean, of course, I think that this person has gone through so much that um, I feel like they definitely could benefit from having a good, strong team around them, right? Whether Mm -hmm. that's having um, a therapist or a dietitian that specializes in disordered eating um, or health at every size to really help guide them because it's a complex thing, right? And it's unfortunately not something that can necessarily be um, healed just by yourself. So there's nothing shameful in asking for help and, and for, um, getting that help right in that guidance. So I definitely think that could be something really positive for them.
1: From the letter, it sounds like there's a lot of shame in this process and Mm -hmm. I just don't want her to get stuck in that shame kind of loop,
0: you know, (laughs) um,
1: people can spend their whole life there and it's, it's not really then the type of recovery really she's wanting, Absolutely. Um, well, you know, the thing I'm wondering too um, is on this show, we have something called a food peace syllabus. And mm-hmm. if, if you're a first time listener, this food peace syllabus is a collection of books and articles, blogs, podcasts that help um, enhance our relationship with food um, along with this podcast. And I wonder for you, is there anything that
0: you would like to add to our food peace syllabus? Yeah, so I actually had a resource in mind when I read this, and especially when I saw the portion about her controlling her body, right? And I really did feel that although most of the letter does focus more on her relationship to food, somewhere in there, um, there's probably some insecurity when it comes to her body. So one of the resources that came to mind is a workbook called Inside Out by Anastasia Amour. Um, And it's actually a 14-day guide. So it's meant to be read over 14 days, one chapter a day. And um, every chapter kind of addresses a, a different issue when it comes to body image and our relationship to food. And then at the end of every chapter, there's an exercise or a challenge So I love it because I feel that not only does it give really great information, um, but it challenges you to put that information into application and to do something really hands-on with it. So I feel that um, it goes that step further, right, compared Mm -hmm. to books that just have information. So, yeah. You know, that sounds like a great addition for her,
1: for this letter writer, because, you know, looking through the note again, you know... You're right. She was. She had this experience where she felt like a, a success in controlling um, her body, and finally was probably at an appearance that she thought was small enough, and you know felt like she finally was the victor. But then it's like crash and burn. She realized it was all a sham. You know that mm-hmm. um, she really that this was all bullshit, and she was like, "Oh crap! Where where does that leave me?" You know, and I feel like that's probably where she is now. Is like she knows the diet industry and all that manipulation is just, um, deception. It's all lies. It's not going to give her any sense of peace. It's -hmm. never going to work. And so that's, that workbook sounds perfect. And I, you know, I've read about this, um, about her work before and I've, I've seen the book, but I haven't read through it. So I'm excited to put it on the, the syllabus because then it it makes me read it <laughs> cuz i have to i have to read it if it's on there so you know I, because i want to make sure that it actually is going to be something that i recommend so i will read that too and i didn't know it was broken up in a way that was so like hands on and especially in our world where we're so busy you know that sounds like something that's really doable and um, will
0: actually help our make steps forward for sure and the one thing that's really nice too is the chapters are actually quite short so it doesn't require that much effort or that much time. It's really that one nice thing that you can do, for example, before going to bed, you read your chapter, you get ready for your challenge. Um, and it it gives you something, like I said, you know, something practical to do um in your recovery. So it it feels very empowering to feel like you're doing something for yourself. Mm-hmm. So oh mm-hmm. you said the word I think
1: she needs like she needs to feel empowered. Like she has Absolutely. options, she has choices. It's not going to be this doom and gloom forever that there's a world out there that they you know has this relationship with food that she's yearning for and there's a world that supports her even though it doesn't feel like the normal but there there are those of us who are rooting for her you know and i yeah i totally think that would something that would empower her and i hope she's empowered by hearing us cuz like we totally believe in her and that this fight is worth it Um, Yes. Totally, totally worth it. Well, before we move on, is there anything else that you would, um, any other kind of advice or solutions that you wanted to throw out there? Or did we cover all that you think are the first
0: steps? Um, I think we covered it very well. The one thing that also did stick out at me, though, is when she kind of brought up those, I say this in quotes, um, motivational quotes that are often so prominent in the diet and fitness industry, Mm. um, things like abs are made in the kitchen and, you know, go big or go home, um, which really stuck out at me because it's so interesting how those quotes are meant to be motivational. Um, but the, at the end of the day, they're, they're really just meant to keep you in this place of shame, right. And guilt. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of just wanted to mention that because I felt like it was, um, yeah, it just really stuck out at me mm-hmm. that she would bring that up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Those little like clichés and um jingles that we hear all the time and how they get stuck in our brain as um rules instead of these really these myths. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're meant to be in- encouraging but they are they're more like shame inducing, you know, mm-hmm. and that also makes me think of like I've heard um and I could totally be wrong. So, but I remember hearing at one point that at gyms they put mirrors up in certain places for the same reason, you know, to be more shaming than encouraging um, mm-hmm. as as quote unquote motivators, um, which is just I'm like, oh, that's just so like a whole industry rooted in promoting shame to to like have their paycheck. This is this. Mm-hmm. It's, disgusting to me, you know. It
0: absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that being said, I would maybe encourage this letter writer to actually Look for quotes that are inspiring and that are empowering, and that don't, um, that aren't rooted in that shame and guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Because I find that that can be a helpful tool as well. Yeah, you know, I've um, read a lot lately
1: about cleaning up your Instagram or your Facebook feeds to um, by liking certain things, so then it would um, better you know, portray the things you want to see, you know, hide the things you don't want to see and don't like the things that are more of the shame inducing stuff. And something that I, I've even noticed for me over the last month or two, I'm like, wow, by doing that, it has allowed my feed to be more of what I need. Um, mm-hmm. It's also provided um, by liking certain things, I think just especially in engaging in like body positive conversations. I've noticed more of my feeds are diverse in body size and ethnicity. I'm like, that's awesome. And I, I can even tell that part of my brain is appreciating different types of beauty on like a cellular level. You know, I'm like I can tell it's more of like an innate thing now instead of just trying to reprogram it,
0: you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, absolutely. And I find that, you know, there is a lot of power in in normalizing all body sizes, right? I think that's something that can benefit everyone of any shape or size, right? Yes. To, yeah. To be exposed to the the diversity. It's, um, it's very em- empowering to see that we're all so different, but at the end of the day, you know, we all have our strengths and yeah, it's just such, it's such a positive approach to have that diversity. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know,
1: it kind of brings it back full circle for me because, for this letter writer she never had that she you know she was brought up in an environment that i'm assuming it was quite rigid with food and body type acceptance so um you know she may have to work even harder than the two of us here you know she may have to work that much harder just to like get to her, her brain to be a place where it can be more accepting for others and also herself so i hope she's patient with it and gives it time and is leans in and is curious about it. Um, And Jose, I really appreciate your time. And I'm wondering if there's a way if someone's listening and wants to know more about your work, especially I hope you tell them about your blog, because I love your blog. Um, (laughs) But is there a way that they can find you?
0: Yes, absolutely. So the best way to do it is to go on my website or my blog. So that would be um, my name. So Jose, J-O-S-E-E, Savinsky, S-O-V-I-N-S-K-Y, nutrition.com. Um, and from there you can find all of my social media platforms and you can kind of reach me on all of those. I'm, I try to be pretty active on them. So yeah, so that would probably be the best way to follow my work.
1: Okay, cool. I'll put a link to all those in the show notes. So nobody has to like write down, how to spell your name and <laughs> while they're driving or something, but it'll be yeah. easy for you on there. And in particular, what I'm going to like to is there's a blog post that I love about portion size that you wrote not too long ago. And I think every human should read it. So I'm going to put that one on there for sure. And also a way to link to your social media. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I think you provided some really um, excellent insight for this um, letter writer.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Julie. It's been it's been quite the honor, and uh, keep working hard because this podcast is really wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you. Take care. <laughs> Take care. All right, letter writer. I hope that that discussion with Jose was helpful for you. And you know, I have waited patiently a few minutes here in my office to um, finish up the rest of this podcast and. The kind people outside doing the leaf blowing and other yard maintenance are doing their work and letter writer, we need to do our work too. So we're just going to continue anyway, even though it may sound a little bit funky, but that's okay because food is written back and I want to hear what food has to say. But until then, please know that I am walking with you, so is Jose, and so so are so many other people who are working to make peace with food in their body, we're all on the same side and we want the same thing that you're wanting. And that is to finally feel peace and compassion with your body and your relationship with food. Take care. Dear Tired of Fighting, we hear you. You have tried, yet we've yet to make amends. Here's the thing. It's not your fault. Our world has given you too many shameful messages about us. You never got to see anyone have a positive relationship with we food. We hope you let yourself rest and notice where the fatigue lives. Examine it with care. Be curious about its wants and needs. They are important because you are important. Acknowledging these wants and needs can illuminate your path to food peace and body compassion. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.